You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You're goddamn right, I do. One chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore. You are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. The Force will be with you. Always. Be bold. Be brave. Courageous. Black alert. It's called Pirate Radio. We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, yeah, uh, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzford. I'm totally gonna use that, too. <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of At The Diner, the flagship podcast here on the Great Geek Refuge. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am your host for this podcasting festivities that we are doing today. I am joined by my two wonderful co-hosts. Uh, you know them, you love them. Well, let's start with the first one. He is now going on year four of being part of the Great Geek Refuge. Um, he has his own podcast. Shit, he's got two of his own podcasts. And he's an incredibly talented musician. His name is MC Brooks. You ever wonder why they're called Pop Tarts and not Mom Tarts? Because <laughs> of the patriarchy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking patriarchy. Fucking patriarchy. <laughs> We've also got in co-host seat number two. Uh, a wonderfully talented visual artist. Additionally, incredibly knowledgeable about pretty much everything comic books movies tv so much so that we have nicknamed him the professor his name is james rambo i don't know if y'all heard but checks has a new flavor out it's fucking apple cinnamon it's a bad motherfucker apple cinnamon checks yo i like this might trend. Have did something with there hmm. i like this trend <laughs> though i like that like last time you were telling us about the starburst jelly beans and They're delicious yeah, now we're talking about apple cinnamon Chex mix. Like, I'm yeah. I'm excited about this. This is this, this is the reason. I, I, among other things, this is the reason I'll never be fed. <laughs> because innovation in in food laboratories, they keep being like, "Well, what if we tried this? What if we tried this? What if what if we made white chocolate lemon crisp Kit Kats that I have a bag of on my table right now?" You pieces of shit. I'm like. You know what you just reminded me of? I tried strawberry Kit Kats last weekend. Because, you know, like, they have different flavors for this stuff. I, I believe Jess got us all, like, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, these stuff like that. Yeah, like, I, so I, I tried strawberry Kit Kats last weekend, and they were fucking delicious. Yeah. Didn't think that they would actually work, but god damn, those are good. 
Yeah, shout yes, out to, uh, to Jess and to Russ, who have a new podcast on the Great Geek Refuge podcast network that you should check out. It's called The Gamer Den. Make sure you subscribe. They talk video games. It's wonderful. It's fantastic. But yeah, she's yeah she sent us snacks on a regular basis. Um, there was, um, was it green tea? Green tea Kit Kats that I had? That were oh, really, yeah. really Every, good? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think Province in Japan has a different flavor of Kit Kat. Which is just outstanding. Just fucking phenomenal. Um, no, I'm in the same way. And, like, I am going to continue to be fat because I support science. God damn it. <laughs> That's how I show that I support science is by eating garbage. Uh, so let's talk about MCs. One of MCs. Not, I wouldn't say his favorite. Well, it actually, is Moon Knight your favorite character, MC? One of them. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, this has been a great year for, like, all of my fandoms. <laughs> to yeah. be fair. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, We are now, are we four episodes in? Three episodes in. Are we only three episodes? Yeah. Yeah, Halfway point. You're at the the, the, the halfway point of of the show so far. And interestingly enough, I I just discovered a very cool Easter egg, but I'm not going to say it now. I'll I'll save it for like once we actually get into the discussion. You hear that, ladies and gentlemen? That's what they call on the uh, biz uh, a tease. Uh, So now you have to listen. So... (laughs) <laughs> um i i'm not okay i want to be i'm going to be honest as and open about my feelings on moon knight i'm not blown away with it but i am enjoying it like i it's 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 got my attention so much so that i'm not pulling the thing that i did with the book of boba fett where i'm just like i don't even fucking care i'll watch it whenever like and that's that's the sign for me is like if i'm not making an appointment to make sure that i'm watching it then there's a problem and with Moon Knight, I'm making sure that I do it. Like, typically I can't because Wednesday is the one day that I have to go into the office. So, like, I can't watch it that day. But normally I'm watching it that night or the next day, like, as soon as I'm, like, up and moving. So, like, it's it's been it's been worth watching. It's really, really interesting. But, fuck, it makes me really sad watching this show. Because, like, I just – I feel so bad for Stephen Grant slash Mark Spector. I just – I feel so bad for them because, like – it's it's gotta it's gotta be a horrible feeling to be like I don't have control over what happens all the time, over my own mental faculties, and like that sucks. And like, I'm really interested how this is gonna play out as far as the story goes, as far as like what Conchu has to do with all of this, as far as like who's the actual personality and who's the made up one, and like what what actually like what's going on, or neither of them made up, like. I'm I'm really really curious to see this but like again I just like I can't help but feel bad for both of them because like you can see and fucking Oscar Isaac is just killing it because uh-huh. like yeah. he, he nails that sadness just dead on every single time like he is just doing such a great job of playing both of these characters making them distinctive people like even like the body language for both of them is different yeah. and like he's just like yeah I'm I'm all in for this. Like I, I, the last episode was really, really, really good. I'm really curious how it's all going to play out. But um, let me pass the pass the mic to uh, Mr. Brooks. Mr. Brooks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I feel the opposite. I think these the the last two episodes, episodes two and three, have done they've done they've done things both on like the micro scale in terms of the story and the macro scale in terms of the wider MCU. And that's uh, that's kind of what I'm the most excited about but it's like a, a lot of a lot of the the stuff is 
it's hidden is it's hidden in the details and so to to a point where it doesn't really interfere with the with the main with the story that they're trying to tell but like if you if you catch stuff then like then then yeah um i but i, I agree oscar isaac has been fantastic i think um episode two was uh was great because we finally got to spend a little bit more time with mark um more than we did in in the first episode um we got introduced to to layla <clears throat> we got introduced to layla and it really gave us um one some context again of like where uh where we are in the mcu timeline so they mentioned the, the there's the we see billboards and ads and stuff for like the GRC the uh, or um, not GRC the um oh wait that global repatriation council or whatever that the yeah. organization from Falcon and Winter Soldier um so yeah we we keep seeing that so that gives us some context as to kind of where you know where we are in the in the the timeline it's at some point either during or post uh, uh post snap. Uh, or uh, post end game, I should I should say, uh, simply simply because we know they they still exist. Um, I love in episode two that you know the the whole stuff with the with the Mister Knight costume. It's very different than the Mister Knight like how they treated Mister Knight in the comics. Um, simply because it's it's not uh like the the way that they've done it for the MCU is you know like t tying the suit to the different to a different personality like it, it makes sense but it is very different than what they've what they've done in the comics where generally speaking it's it's if it's in the suit it's mark <laughs> for the most part like he has the other personalities but the one who's in the suit is generally just mark um and and the mr knight persona in particular is not uh i won't say he's not he's like not not a fighter but he's someone who who generally is like is like a representative of the moon knight you can you can he's kind of like uh you know the the person who showed like um what's the dude uh king like kingpin's assistant in in daredevil like he's kind of he's kind of like that oh, he, like, he, um, Mr. yeah wesley yeah wesley oh yeah mr knight is kind of he's generally like kind of like that like he's the guy who shows up and he's the representative of moon knight in the current the current run you know he's he's the one who operates the the midnight mission. He's the one who interacts with the public, uh, with police, with you know officials and whatnot. And whatnot. And the Moon Knight character is generally the one who you know goes out on on the uh, on the missions to 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 do whatever it is. But even with the changes that they've made in the show, I've I've liked them. I've liked it so far. I like I, I I like um and the macro thing I mentioned is I like a lot of the world building that we that they're doing. So like in this episode that we just got this week, we got introduced to the Egyptian gods. We 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 saw the the Eonid, um, and there were only five of them, which is weird because the thing that was established in episode one was that there are nine of them, or supposed to be nine of them. And at the trial that we got, there were there were only five of them who showed up, and like it made calls in the question like, okay, what exactly is what's happening? Like, why why did only five of them show up? As opposed, like, are there not nine anymore? They're not nine anymore. What happened to the other four? And like something that I mentioned previously, Hathor is generally like in terms of um the mythology Hathor is not is not usually the like a member of the Eonid the Eonid 
So the fact that she's included in this is kind of is interesting, but it does it does also kind of call into question, um, I guess just what's like what is what exactly is is going on with that. But uh, that's why I think uh, a lot of the world building that they're, they're doing is interesting because you know how they treat gods in in the MCU is is going to vary. Like we 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 met the Asgardians, we were familiar with Thor and Odin and, and everyone like that. And now we're getting introduced to uh, to this uh, to to the Egyptian gods, and it also calls into question like what is their relationship to Bast, you know, the the Black Panther, um, and Wakanda. Like, it, can we look at the Black Panther as just the avatar of Bast? Um, and we also know Gore the God Butcher is coming in Thor four. So like, there's there's a lot of stuff that it makes me wonder about with like the wider MCU with in terms of how they're treating these. These, these gods that they're introducing with their mythologies and I guess like how they work within the context of the MCU. But um, yeah, I've, I've, I've enjoyed the shit out of these, these last two episodes. This most recent one um, had some, had some really dope, uh, some dope action scenes. I, I laughed out loud when Steven was like, Mark, give me the body. And then he gets stabbed and he's like, Nope, Nope. You take it. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Have <Yeah. it> back. <laughs> that was, that was, that was pretty, that was, that was pretty, that was pretty great. Um, but yeah, for the most part, um, I've enjoyed it. I, I have one nitpick about the, this, ep- this this episode we just had, um, but like aside from that, I'm, I've been enjoying it so far. And I, you know, I, from the trailer of next week's episode, it looks like they're going to be pulling in um, a couple things directly from uh, the the Lemire run, which is the comic that they've been pulling from for the series. And yeah, that's. I'm very excited to see Oscar Isaac pull this off because it's 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 probably going to be some of the best shit we see if if they do it right. I um I want to I want to thank you because I'm watching this and enjoying it but like not as much as you are and hearing you give me all the detail and all of the extra stuff cuz you're you're watching this with a fine-tooth comb whereas I'm just like I'm watching it and I'm just like, "Oh, okay, cool." But like because you know so much more about the character and you know so much more about the comics because you've been reading them is just like it's it's adding a lot of depth to it for me. So I appreciate that. No problem. Mr. Rambo, what say you? Um, I think I'm somewhere in the middle between the two of y'all. I'm digging it. Um, It's or, or I guess maybe leaning more more Mike's direction. Yeah, it's not really blowing me away. I feel like the stakes might be a little too high. Um, and I was also like, I'm hoping we get like, we keep seeing more of the sort of like aftermath of the extreme violence that I feel like we were kind of not promised, but like there were definitely insinuations of like, oh no, this is going to be like a really brutal show. And there's, we know that it's happened, but we're not seeing any of it really. We're or we're like in like very spare amounts. Like Moon Knight is a very violent character, um, and I was really hoping to see more of that. Um, I I'm back and forth on the 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 more I see of the costume and, and like the, the sort of like magical nature of it, I'm kind of back and forth on it. I'm not really sure if I, if I really like it. Uh, I was into it at first, but the, I, I, 
I appreciate. I, I feel so. So like the brutality of that character is usually tied in the fact that he's like he's just a dude, and so he has to go like extra hard in order to um, get the results he wants. Um, and it also becomes like, well, you know, like I I want to see Oscar Isaac fuck shit up. Um, I also I follow Justin Jordan, uh, who's a comic book writer. Uh, on Facebook and he with all the MCU stuff will put up like sort of not just it, it's his opinion but it's also like a writer's take on what's going on and for the most recent episode he said um, so there's a problem here in construction as it relates to stakes the over the overarching threat is that Amit gets released then she will kill whoever everyone she judges will be who uh, everyone she judges will, will be evil uh, leading to millions if not billions of deaths okay cool stakes uh, I'd argue that it pra in practice, this seems weirdly abstracted. Heroin company don't feel like world threats, but sure. But then this last episode, which establishes the NEN is still around and monitoring. They can summon their assorted avatars more or less instantly. They can and will intervene if a god does something they like or they don't like, uh, thereby rendering the god powerless. So why is Amit, who they've already imprisoned once, an issue? Yeah, they could add extra complications, but right now they're undermining their whole plot. And on the previous episode, he, he said that uh, he made a good point, which was these stakes are so large and so high. And he was really hoping for more of a kind of intimate, like, let's see the struggle of Mark and Steven back and forth, like Steven dealing with having another personality and that person being a violent superhero. Um... So I feel like some of that's kind of getting lost. Um, it's got my interest. Uh, I'll, you know, I mean, I will say at this point, a lot of it is due almost exclusively to Oscar Isaac. Um, some of the CG is definitely better. It, it, it's clear that the reason that, that it it looked anytime it's looked bad, it's clear it's because like in this last episode, they were like, I don't know, we we have very expensive shit we had to do, um, so the focus had to be there. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I'm not, not enjoying it, but it's not blowing me away and it's, it's not matching my excitement level for it going into it, put it that way. I'm, I'm just super curious to see how it's all going to play out because yeah, like this, cause Ahmed is a God, right? Yeah. Like that's, yeah. Now, now that you bring that up, the things that Justin said, like, and I got to meet him too, by the way, like a, a few years back. Um, really, really nice dude. Um, yeah, same thing. Like it's it, there's something I'm not. I don't want to say missing, but there's something like. Yeah, but I'm again too. I don't know the comics like like MC does. So like I'm just enjoying the ride, and we'll see where this goes. And like I do kind of want to see like, I want to see how if Moon Knight ties with anybody else in the MCU. Like, or is it going to be kind of like an isolated thing? Which it, ultimately, if it is, cool, great. You know, this is what we were just talking about. Like, they can do their own standalone things, and it doesn't have to be tied to something else. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the interesting. That's the interesting thing, um, which is we we kind of got spoiled for that uh, just this just this past week. So, um, for one, Oscar Isaac is his contract was literally just for the, as far as we know, just for the this Moon Knight series, because you know Kevin Feige, I want to say a year or two years ago said they were moving away from like these 
multi-project type of deals where you know if they if someone wants to do something they'll just negotiate for them for that one thing that they're going to do and they'll just take it case by case but just this week um marvel submitted both uh moon knight and hawkeye for emmy consideration and they submitted it for um limited for for limited series uh, consideration and so the the reason that's significant is because the rules for that uh, recently changed because of another show that I I can't remember, I uh, can't remember the name of, um, but they changed the rules. And if you're gonna if you submit a series for that, then that basically is you saying that there will be no season two for this. So mm-hmm. because of this, we we know, kind of unofficially, but we we, we cut, but officially at the same time we we know that Moon Knight, as far as we like, it can't get a season two. So. Whatever the plans are for this character are after this, it's going to be either in another show or in a movie of some sort because they they can't do another they can't do a season two. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, and and it was it's it's the same thing that they did for for Wandavision. Wandavision was also was also done that, but interestingly enough, Loki was uh, considered for best drama. We know we know Loki's getting a season two because it said it at the at the end of the season that Loki will return for season two. But WandaVision was also same ordeal, limited limited series, and WandaVision got the one the one the the one season. And we know Wanda's going to be in Doctor Strange and you know wherever they whatever they use her character for um, going forward. So we know for the most part. There may be there. There absolutely are larger MCU connections here, but whatever they whatever those are, they won't manifest beyond just these these six episodes that we're getting. Ah, well, yeah. Again, it's it's. I'm super interested, and um, yeah. I I, I wish I knew. No, I don't want to say I wish I knew more about the character. But like, because I'm almost wondering, like, if I start reading into the comic yep. books, am I gonna end up? Am I gonna end up being like, man, now they're not doing this thing, or oh, I didn't like the way that this. Not, I mean, not at all. I, I don't. I don't think so. I, I don't think. I don't think so at all. I mean, they're pulling different stuff from from different things. Like they're pulling a lot from the Lemire run, but it's not the only play. They're they're pulling stuff from all over, and you know, kind of doing their own thing with it. Like it, everything that they've done so far is not one. Is not a one to one. Uh, you know, this version of Stephen Grant is very different than the Stephen Grant of the comics. Oh yeah, um, remarkably. Yeah, so. it's, it's very, very different. Um, now, what I what I think is interesting too, um, we got big clues this week that there's a third personality in there. Yeah. You know, Mark. Uh, we got to see Mark's you know fighting fighting skills. And Mark had the same ordeal happen where he 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 blanked out the first time and then woke up in the in the cab, which I for me is like the biggest like flag <laughs> right there. Um, yes, because uh, the because uh, you know uh, in the comics uh, the the other personality is Jake Loxley and he is a cab he's a cab driver, gritty New York cab driver. That's that's what the personality is. So him being in the cab is like the one thing, but then also blanked out a third time, woke up stabbing uh, one of those two men or one of those three men. And Steven was like, oh, that wasn't me. 
So again, it 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 shows that there's another person in there. And then it also made me think a little bit more about like some of the connecting points in previous episodes. Like for example, um, whenever we've seen, uh, excuse me, whenever we've seen Mark or Steven and it's in like a, they're surrounded by some sort of reflective service. There's always been two other people being present. Um, we saw in, when he was walking through the museum in episode one, there were two people in the reflection, not just him. Um, in the last episode, after uh, Mark or maybe Jake, uh, like breaks that glass because Stephen is is antagonizing him, we see in the in the in the reflection there are three different reflections in there. Um, there's another scene too, and I can't I can't remember. It, oh, it's when he's uh, when he's uh, was in when he's in the bathroom in his flat, and opens the mirror, and there are two other reflections in that mirror shot. So they're doing a lot of hinting at, you know, at there being a third person. And honestly, it also makes me think too that like Jake, Jake was probably the person from episode one, the one who set up the date with uh, the person at his job, because Mark is very clearly still in love with Layla. So I don't, I, I don't think Mark is doing it. And Steven had no idea who the hell she was. Yeah. Um, so I, I I think yeah I think that that's that's like the big thing right there I think they're they're hinting a lot at Jake and it seems like they're gonna make Jake like the the more violent of the of the person of the personalities which which is fine um, I'm just I'm curious how they're like how it's all gonna tie in together um, between between the three of them because um, I, I I don't want to say where I where I think it's going uh, in terms of this in terms of the story because of uh, the one that they're pulling from um but I'm, I'm 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 curious to see how they're going to uh showcase this their personality and then also um how they're going to end up dealing with harrow and some of the other larger implications of um of what's going on of what's of what's going on because interestingly enough, one other thing that I, that I learned um, that they don't really talk about, which is what made one of the scenes in this episode really cool, Khonshu is the god of the moon, but Khonshu is also the god of time, which is what made that the the, the star scene really kind of dope. Yeah, yeah, that was that was really really cool, and like <laughs> the. the... The one problem with that scene, though, is somebody pointed out on them like, there are, there are apps that can show you star charts. Yeah, right? Hang on. Yeah, <laughs> and then additionally, too, like, yeah. yeah, you don't have to turn the sky back to do that. You literally can be like, okay, well, we know that this and this and this and this. So hang on a second. Boop, there it is. Yeah, it, yeah, I was thinking that, too. I, I think that may be intentional on Kanshi's part. I think Kanshu has some like there's a reason he he wanted that to happen and why he wanted Mark to come get him. I don't don't know what it is, but I feel like there could be something intentional be behind. It. I don't know. I'm 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 just I'm really curious to see what they're what they're gonna do uh, just with with him going with with Kanshu going. I mean, because Kanshu is also a massive manipulator and a liar too. So I I, I I'm I'm not sure. 
Well, that's one of the things that I'm really curious about because, like, it it sounds like because nobody has actually said, "Oh, Arthur Harrow is full of shit." Like, he's like Conchi manipulated me and he abused me and he like and everybody's just kind of like, well, "Yeah, that tracks," and like yeah. nobody says anything. Well, yeah, and that, that that was actually one of the issues that I that I had with that, and I'm hoping that, that like there will be a larger explainer for why that happened the way it did, because. It's very easy for Kanshi to be like, well, like if you check his pockets, he has a scarab. <laughs> like he he has yeah. a scarab. Or look at his um, um, the um, what's the the um, the cane? Like check the cane. Like he's been like he's he's been using that. He had, oh, he yeah. had used it. He had used it. He had used it once prior. And that's that that's the way that he, he uses uh, the, his abilities. So it's like, okay, well, why didn't Kanchi like he could have just very easily just been like, yo, like he's up to no good. Like, check this out. Yeah, the but fact he didn't. that everybody just took whatever Harrow said at face value. I'm like, yeah. that's really we're not gonna do any like any investigation on this. We're not gonna we're not gonna have any kind but of conversation about it. But, and that, that like that's probably just them showcasing just like that's how much the other gods don't fuck with with Kanchi because they did say like th like he had they had uh he had been banished once before and so maybe this is just a just a kind of a thing of like all right well you know we'll you, we'll keep you around for now but like the next time you fuck up it's a wrap yeah and they just think it's because we don't we don't know a ton about who Kanchi who Kanchi was and what he did with his previous avatars before Mark. So there, I mean, they could have very good reason to be like, oh yeah, no, like he's up to some, he's doing some shenanigans here. Not exactly sure what exactly they are, but he's do, there's some shenanigans here, and that's why that's why they don't trust him. But but, uh, but like the fact Kanchi went about it the way he did, like it makes me think that there must be some larger thing that he has that he has planned that he's just not that he's just not telling Mark or or in, anyone about because he just has his own way of doing things and i mean it, it wouldn't be too out of whack i mean he's 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 you know withheld he's withheld information from mark before he's he's done he's manipulated mark into doing things a certain way because that's because that's just the way he wanted it done for his own gain it, it happened it's happened through uh multiple uh multiple runs which is why it's like Kanchu is a dick. I mean, he's he's like kind of sort of on the right side of things compared to the other gods <laughs> that are out there. But, you know, for the most part, he's 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 kind of a dick. And it's part of the reason that at, at various points in the comics, like his relationship to Mark gets strained at times because Mark does not always want to do what exactly Kanchu is trying to make him do. And it's a big point of contention uh, between the two. And th again, that's also something we've seen in the show where, you know, I think we can all agree, like, Kanshi doesn't actually want Layla to be his avatar. He's literally doing that because it gets, it makes Mark do the thing, he, do the stuff he wants him to do. Oh, yeah. No, he's totally fucking with him. Yeah. yeah. TikTok, Mark Spector, TikTok. Like, yeah. You know, like, that, 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 like, that is very intentional and very indicative of their relationship. He's super manipulative. And he does not always share, even though he he very much tries to he tries to make Mark believe that oh no this is for our best interest to do things this way. 
even though Mark always has to be like, yeah, okay, but like, what's what's your real motive here? Because, you know, Kanchi a lot of time is full of shit. Yeah, and like the um, I can't remember her name, but the one female avatar that was just like, hey, I couldn't say anything in front of the other gods. Oh, yeah, Seal. Think her name. Yeah, is yeah, Seal. yeah. So like. I'm really interested in that aspect of the story because there's a lot of intrigue going on. There's like something, something's fucking up. And like the fact that the gods are like, oh, well, we don't interfere, but eh, we're taking all your powers. Like, it's just like, it's, it's very interesting and strange. Like what's going on with Arthur Harrow? Like what, why are they not doing anything about this? Even though they, like he literally told them he's looking for Amit and they're just like, yeah, well, you know, what are you going to do? Like it's just kind of yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of it's kind of fucked up, but it's also really interesting. So I'm 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 they got me at least at, at a bare minimum, you know. I'm I'm engaged in this enough to to want to continue to to watch it. So yeah, because Hathor is what Kanchu's lover in the in like the mythology, like that they they were they were lovers. Yeah. Um, and I think that's part of the reason that you know that she was asking Mark so much. He's like, sure, like Kanchu hasn't mentioned him before. It's like it, it reminded me of like those really awkward scenes from like uh, like high school movies when it's like, well, you know, like has he has he like uh, has he been asking about her? Has he has he been you know has he brought her up in conversation? You know, like you'll see some like an ex girl like uh, someone's best friend talking to the boy's best friend trying to get information. That's yeah. how it sounds. That's how like it, it kind of came off with her being like, yeah, like contrary like he hasn't mentioned her. You know, they you know it wasn't that long ago that they were you know in the twines like. Did, <laughs> did uh did did he did he show you the 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 zoom that he had? Yeah, I, I got him that zoom. <laughs> like he didn't he didn't talk. <laughs> I can't believe he played that song and he didn't mention. Yeah, like I, yeah, <laughs> there was kind of so, that vibe too. Yeah. Yeah. So like it it, it does so it does kind of uh it does kind of call all it, it it calls the dynamic of that relationship into question, because again like she's generally like she's the out of she's the like of the ones who were there she is the out of place god who traditionally speaking is not part of that group, so like in some ways it also makes me wonder well okay well why is she involved now. Like why is she part? Why is why is she part of this? Um, I mean, it could be nothing. It could just be creative choice because they wanted to have her guide be part of uh, be part of it because the story is also is dealing with Kanchu in addition to Mark and the other personalities. But you know, it, it does for me. It also does kind of call call into question that because traditionally there are nine of them. Uh, occasionally 10 if you add Horace as well and she's not one of them like at all so I, I I'm I'm not sure but I I, I really just want to see where that where that ends up uh, where that where that ends up leading to yeah for sure um let's uh let's pivot to the other side wait 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 oh. one oh, wait. one last thing remember there's the more the tease yes the tease well done all right I'm gonna I'm gonna send you guys an image in the in the chat as well. Yes. Okay. So this is this is a fun little Easter egg that just came out uh, that that people are just learning about like within the last like 12 to 24 hours. So you guys remember um, on the roof when uh, when Mark is fighting uh, those three those or actually not even on the roof but um yeah during the night fight you guys remember that yeah. And there's yes. a very, there's a quick shot in there where you can see the back jacket of one of, of the youngest one, the one who eventually you know um, you know falls to his death. 
Yeah, it jumps off the cliff, yeah. So the interesting thing is when you look at it and you look at it from an angle, there's a very specific symbol that's on the back of that with two colors in particular, teal and purple. Why is this significant? Because, and I just sent the I just sent the image in the chat in the chat or the way for it to go through. Um, it is very clearly a reference to Ramatut. Now, who is Ramatut? You may ask. Well, Kane the Conqueror. Or oh, what? Yes. What? I just thought he was a Charlotte Hornets fan. <laughs> But yeah, it's, uh, one one of one of the versions of Kang is someone who was uh, like an ancient Egyptian ruler named named Ramatut from way 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 back. So it made so like seeing this Easter egg just pop up like it, it, it's very easy to miss because you have to uh, you have to like pause it at a at a certain uh, at a certain point to even to even catch it when it happens. That's that's fucking cool though like yeah and so it does call into question also the fact that uh they uh they mentioned someone being a traitor in the in episode one uh with i think amit or Amit, like uh someone betrayed amit or betrayed like some of the early gods or something and so it for me it calls into question okay is it him is it this is it ramatut who has some sort of history at least in the comics, has some sort of history with all of the with the Ionid, Ionid and like all of these ancient gods. And it remains. Ooh. It's very it's very subtle. But um, a video I watched yesterday uh, was kind of calling into question the fact that like we haven't like Marvel more than likely is not going to do any of these big you know. Anything like the Infinity Saga again, where it's like 22 movies of of uh, start to finish with Easter eggs uh, here and there. But they should do that because Kang the Conqueror is, I think most of us would agree, a bigger threat than Thanos simply because of his ability to shift through time and be able to kind of fuck with things at any point that he that he that he wants to. But Aside from he who remains, or excuse me, aside from the death of he who remains at the end of Loki, we don't we we haven't we haven't really been sure like when are we going to get anything else with this character before like Quantumania that comes out next year. So it does call so with this Easter egg with this being an an inclusion in like in one of the things that kind of ties this show to the larger MCU because now we have a Kang reference. Uh, presumably a, a a a king reference in this show showcasing that this character of Ramatut, uh who who is a version of Kang in the comics existed and has had some sort of relationship with the with the gods so yeah just wanted to, just wanted to th throw that in there because I, I just learned that very very recently and I thought that was a a cool little easter egg that I that I kind of missed yeah that's fucking cool man no, I'm. That's wow. <laughs> they're really okay. This is this is gonna be interesting because what they're doing is, is they're doing the same thing that they did with uh, Thanos. Little bits and pieces here and there. Like, yeah, 
I'm just I was I was really hoping for like the Mephisto thing really died and I'm kind of upset about that because I really enjoyed how <laughs> I really enjoyed how everybody was just like fucking Mephisto like every time like I don't maybe we'll see him I don't know we'll see like it's, yeah I mean if you guys have noticed like Marvel has made sure not to be too heavy handed so that people are not theory crafting to the extreme that they were doing during WandaVision where, and we've talked about this before, it seemed like people weren't even watching to enjoy WandaVision. They were watching to see, oh, where's Mephisto going to pop up? Does this mean X-Men? You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Ugh, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, it's honestly like, I hope they give X-Men a while. Like X-Men needs a break. Like let's, let's, let's leave the, let's leave uh, Xavier's school for the gifted uh, off the map for a while. Like, Or even just give us, just give us some insight into like, previous like previous mutants through history yeah I, I, like i like i don't know what i mean i don't want to dive too deep into this but like i'm i'm this doctor strange thing with professor x showing up like I, i'm gonna be really curious to know like what the hell that means yeah, yeah. What, what version of what version of the character is that from because didn't didn't um the one that from those 2000 x-men films like he died in one of the wolverine films right that was the like, yeah he dies in logan yeah so like that's obviously not him <laughs> so what version of professor x is this like is you know who it, is it the one from like the the, the cartoon just you know but a, a real person is it just another one from a universe that we haven't we haven't got we haven't been um associated with like there's a um there's a fun theory that's going around about how maybe how everything we've seen up to this point is actually is not even um it's not even the main timeline it's a it's a it's a branch timeline where the whole house of x thing happened before any of the events that we've witnessed to this point and th that's why there have been no mutants huh yeah, and if yeah, well, wow, just to think. Yeah, that, like, <laughs> it's, well, it's my, <laughs> I like it, it's, it's. I mean, again, it's just it's just a theory, like just people guessing and just speculating because we don't really know any. We won't know anything for another what three weeks, three four weeks. But yeah, about yeah, about three weeks till Doctor Strange comes out. So like, we won't know until then. But I did think that that was kind of kind of interesting. Well, especially, too, because, like, <laughs> so the reason I said, wow, was, like, first off, that would be in insane for them to do. But secondly, like, all because they didn't have the rights to X-Men would be the justification why. And they literally have enough story, like, back like backlog from yeah. the years and years and years of Marvel shit to explain away that Marvel sold off the X-Men like years ago to Fox because they were like, Fuck, yeah. we got to pay off our debts. Yeah. Like it's, it's crazy that they literally can justify it with actual stories. That That's yeah. insane. Yeah. But I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I'm okay with them letting it rest or even just doing something different. Like uh, that show, the gifted that was on Fox. I loved it. I wish it hadn't gotten canceled, but I appreciated that show because it was an X-Men show that didn't actually focus on the X-Men. Like there were some, there were some characters who did, um, who did pop up. Like uh, John Proudstar was was part of that. Um, I can't think, I can't think. Of, I'm blanking on names right now. Um, but I, I liked that there was a different take on on the X Men show using 
not as big characters and existing in the world where the X-Men for some like uh, had had essentially been disbanded, not not through like they basically they got taken out basically. And so mutants were living in like they were living in like these uh, they were basically living in hiding all across different parts of of, of the U.S. And uh, and it was all centered around like this, this basically this deadly event that happened where a mutant inadvertently just ended up killing a lot like a lot of people because of their powers. And I just thought that entire take on like how it was handling um, the mutant and human relationship, people on both sides of it, both representing uh, Professor X's uh, uh, belief uh, uh, with that, with like Magneto's and how they like balancing between the two and even finding characters um, who were allies on different sides. Like I found all of it fascinating without it having to directly deal with like Cyclops and Wolverine and Jean Grey and like the characters that I think all of us have been seeing, you know, for forever. I never watched the series, man. Now I kind of want to go back and check it out. Like, yeah, it's, it's. I mean, it's, it's very short. It's only twenty six episodes. It was thirteen episodes a season. So like, yeah, you're not, yeah, it's it's very short. I I I thought it was it was it was it was super well done. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, it's uh, it got canceled. Well, like, and you know what? Well, in, instead of our other topic, we'll we'll save that one for um for next week. Um, we were going to talk about DC stuff, but, uh, no, I want to talk about X-Men because I have a question now. Have either of you watched the series Legion on FX? I watched the first season, really enjoyed it. Um, and then just haven't gotten around to the rest of it. I've not seen it yet. It's a very intensive, like demands your attention show. Yeah. Ah. I've I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. There's. Like, this is not like, I'm going to put this on and, like, fuck around with my phone or, like, fold some laundry or some shit. No, you put that on, you're watching that show. Is it good, though? Oh, fuck yeah. And, like, it, it deals with some interesting shit, too, because, like, it's it's going into the whole, like, Professor X uh, has a kid, um, but, like, the, he's not as altruistic as we think. He's not this great professor x that we've always seen and like from what i've heard like there's a lot of other things going on as well like it's just a really like high concept show like at various points like if i remember correctly because again i haven't watched it and i need to but at at one point like he's battling the shadow king in the um the astral plane but like he's sitting in a fucking cafe while he's doing it yeah because I mean, that's the thing. It, it's it it really explores like what does it mean to be a telepath and a powerful psychic, um, and to deal with someone else who is a powerful psychic. Like there doesn't have to be a physical uh, toll on your body in the way that like you know you don't have to do the whole like you know fingers at the temple, Professor Xavier thing. Um, it's it takes place in the mind. That also means that shit can get really surreal really fast. And they they play with that too, but it's also like there's this scene toward the end of the no, it might be the in the season finale, where you really get to see people using powers, and they're just doing casual shit that I'm like, fuck yeah, that would happen that way. Like there's a telekinetic guy, who there's a bunch of there's like soldiers running at him, and he just kind of waves his hand, and these guys go flying miles, <laughs> like there's like a fucking slingshot set them up into the sky. Um, because yeah, why would you try to punch somebody when you can just be like, you go over there now. Um, 
and yeah like it's 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 really funny and um and super heady and very sexy and 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 really weird and engaging um did you watch any of fargo yeah, I've seen the. I saw the first two. I hadn't seen the third. I didn't see the one with Ewan McGregor, and I heard that, that one was pretty good. And I should probably check that out. Noah Hawley, who was the showrunner, who was the showrunner on Fargo, was also the showrunner on Legion. Okay, yeah, I'll watch it. Then. That's, yeah. that's enough for me. He's like, also he, going to be doing an Alien show for I, FX. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. That is is apparently supposed to focus mostly on Whale Yutani, so it's gonna it's gonna be like on Earth. Um, around the same time as, as stuff, all that stuff's happening. Um, so yeah. Yeah, Legion is, is really fucking good. Um, and, man, if you don't have a crush on Aubrey Plaza now, whew, that <laughs> woman is very attractive <laughs> and leaning into that shit hard and that show. And very fucking scary and dangerous as well. That'll, yeah. Who is she, Who does she play? I, I don't want to say. Um, okay. All right. Fair she, enough. Yeah. I'll say. Yeah. She she seemingly plays multiple characters. Oh. That's okay. what I'll say. Yeah, because my first guess was like if, if we're going into Legion, which is um fuck um Moira Moira McTaggart and Professor Xavier's kid, correct? Yes. I know that. Hold on. Yeah. Sure. Marvel parents. Uh, Gabriel Holler uh, parents. Uh, no, no, more retired. Oh, no, no, more and and Xavier. Uh, their kid is um, yeah, I think it's like a bunch of children. Um, is Proteus? Oh yeah, um, I remember that X Men co- uh, cartoon episode with Proteus, and where Proteus fucks with Wolverine's mind, and like it gives him like PTSD, and like. It's the first time you ever see Wolverine like actually vulnerable, and you're just like, "Oh shit, fuck yeah. Wolverine!" Yeah, it was bad times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Gabriel yeah. Uh, Haller is um, is Legion's mom, uh, and that, yeah, that, yeah, David Haller is the um, is Legion's given name, uh, and that's that's what we focus on on that show. Yeah, that man. Yeah, that show's really fucking good. I gotta go back and, and I might just start over from the beginning. Um, well, you know what? Maybe maybe the three of us we can do that, and then we'll talk about yeah. it. Like, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah that's a... I mean, I, I need some I need some new stuff to 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 to, to watch because uh, you know a few of the things I've been watching have all ended recently. So I have room. Yeah. To watch start stuff. Yeah, Star Trek Discovery ended, and, like, that was, it was pretty good. Like, season four was all right. Um, I enjoyed it. And, like, it's, like I said in the in previous episode, it's not my Star Trek, but that's okay. Like, cool. Like, I want a Star Trek that is for people because it is it is super about inclusivity, the LGBTQIA community, about the trans community. Like, it, fuck, great. Star Trek for everybody. Hell yeah. Let's yeah. do it. Like, I am all for that. Um, Picard has been interesting. It's, I don't want to say bad. Bad's the wrong word. It's, it's not, they're, they're really exploring this character a lot and they're doing some really, really cool shit. Um, we'll see how it plays out. Um, but so far, like season two of Picard has been a lot of fun. They got a new girl, uh, a new character. Well, there's not a new character, a new actress to play Guinan. Whoopi Goldberg shows up in like the first episode, but then Picard goes back in time 
um, and runs into Guinan again, and they've got a younger actress playing her, and fuck, it just nails the character. She's right. just so dead on. Like it is, it is. It's like watching a young Whoopi Goldberg. It's amazing. Like she's so good. Um, John Delancey as Q is fucking fantastic. Like I just, I always love Q. Like he was one of my favorites because he's just so over the top. Um, that's my my only gripe is is I want more. I want more Q. Give me more Q. And I haven't gotten enough yet. Uh, and this in this season. Um, but yeah, really really good. Really enjoying it. Um, but let's do this. Let's go to our next episode. Let's play a game. Um, we are going to be talking music because it's one of our favorite topics to discuss. All three of us are big uh, fans of music. But we'll come back the next episode. I swear to God, next week we will talk about the DCEU because with um, their biggest win, I think, in a long time in the Batman, you would think that they'd maybe ride this wave. Well, we'll talk about that. So there's a tease for next week. So make sure you tune in for that uh, for that episode. But also stay tuned for what we got coming up next. We're going to be playing a game. We're going to be talking music. Um, so big thanks to MC Brooks, big thanks to James Rambo, but also thank you to all of you out there who are listening and subscribing and sharing. We appreciate you. There are two new podcasts on the Great Geek Refuge podcast network you should subscribe to. The first one is The Gamer Den. We mentioned them earlier. That's Jess. That is uh, Russ. Make sure you listen to them because they talk all things video games. But we've also got another one. It's called FedCon, short for Federation Conversations. It is a Star Trek-centric post or a podcast that is hosted by uh, our very own editor, Mariah Beachboard. It also features uh, BJ Robinson and myself as guests uh, on there as panelists. So check out and subscribe to both of those as well. But thanks again to all of you out there. Uh, we appreciate you. We love you. And remember, together, there are no heights that we can't reach. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy!